I had one of the uh, most strange and wonderful coming to faith experiences as a child. Uh, when I was just learning to read, I don't remember exactly how old I was, maybe seven or eight. Uh, I was given a, a children's Bible, and I just started reading in Genesis. I didn't know there was any other way to read the Bible. So it, it was one of those big Bibles. I have it upstairs in my study, and it, different sections were different colors, and I would just read until the end of the color, and I would be tired, and I'd think, oh, I could just read to the end of the next color. And so God revealed himself to me when I was a kid through the pages of this children's Bible, and I came to understand who God was, I came to understand uh, our sin problem. I mean, everybody in the Old Testament seems to be doing something ridiculously horrible. Uh, and God's grace through these pages of this children's Bible, this Old Testament. And I, I never really got much into the New Testament when I was a kid. I would get to the end of the Old Testament, I would go back and I would read through. And it wasn't until I was maybe grade 8, a little bit later, that I really started saying, oh, I think I better start reading Matthew and uh, Romans and so on. And, and what, what my reading of the New Testament did, as I got a little bit older, was it reinforced what I had already discovered about God by reading the Old Testament. And uh, I think that this was a gift that God gave to me. It had nothing to do with my ability to piece it all together, but by God's grace, the work of His Holy Spirit, opening my eyes from the, from the earliest days to understand the Bible, the Gospel, not primarily or first through Jesus, but through His interaction with His people in the Old Covenant. And that has become a life's pursuit for me. I want all of us to understand God in these ways. Now, obviously not to cut Jesus out of the picture. Uh, I've grown since my earliest days. But to see how Jesus, his life, his ministry, his death, his resurrection, his promises, uh, his reign as king, his return for us only makes sense fully. I mean, we can make some sense of it, but fully only makes sense when we take the time to go back and, and read Genesis. Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Samuel, Kings, and so on. And that's what this uh, sermon series is all about. Let's, let's get back there. Now, it takes some work, though, right? It takes, it's not as easy as just saying that Jesus died for your sins and, and uh, he wants to give you eternal life, and that's all true and that's all good. If we want to understand the gospel in, a, in this rich, textured way by getting back into the Old Testament is it's just going to take some work. We, we have to read these books. We need to try and work hard to understand the big picture. We have to piece it all together. We have to think things through, challenge presuppositions, think more broadly. And so I am under no illusions. I know that over the last couple of months, that's exactly what we've been asking of you, to think more deeply about these things. And we're going to continue doing that today. Uh, we are now making a transition out of the Torah. The Torah is a Hebrew word that means law. That's the first five books of the Bible, the law of Moses or the Torah or the Pentateuch. Penta meaning five, Tuch meaning books, five books. So whatever you want to call it. But we're moving out of the Torah, the law, into the former prophets. And I'm aware this morning that perhaps more than most sermons, but it, it's kind of always the case, if you haven't heard the first five sermons, 
you're not going to get as much out of today's message. And I'm going to work really hard to try and double back and give you the necessary information. But the fact is, if you have heard the last five sermons, then you're going to get more out of this sermon. Now, I say this not to, to discourage you, or if you haven't heard the last five sermons, don't tune out. I will give you, hopefully, enough information to be able to keep up. But it is a reminder that week by week, sermon by sermon, if we are going to try to understand the gospel more broadly, if we're going to try and understand not just a, a, a system of Jesus takes our sin, he gives us his righteousness, and we live forever, we want to go beyond that. Each sermon, week by week, builds on the previous one. We, we're working together. So I understand if you can't be here, uh, but please take the time uh, to go back and to listen to the sermon that you missed because that's going to benefit you spiritually just in the moment, but it also will equip you and give you the knowledge, the foundation that you need for when you do come to church so that you can hear the, the current message. So just a reminder, uh, where are you going to find the time to do this? If you watch any TV at all, just before you watch your favorite programs, listen to your favorite preacher. That's me. Uh, just, just say, you know what? What would be better than uh, Narcos on Netflix would be the Deuter uh, Deuteronomistic history. To listen to what Moses writ wrote for us about the gospel so many years ago. Uh, if you don't watch TV, if you work out, then you could download this or stream it on your iPhone while you're running, while you're lifting weights. If you do gardening, you can do the same thing. Put some earbuds in, go out, pull some weeds, listen to God's word being preached. Uh, if, you're, if you have a commute, you can do the same thing. Uh, so there's a lot of ways to get the message between Sunday and Sunday. Uh, and as we're coming up to the summer, I know this is sort of a side sermon, has nothing to do with what we're getting into, but uh, if you're, go away on vacation this summer, please, go away. Go, go to the beach, get on the boat, go to Ireland, wherever you're going to go, go and enjoy it, but keep up. Keep up with the preaching of God's Word that's happening here week by week. With that little side sermon and preface, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this church. I love this church. And we together thank you for the gospel. The gospel that, that you have uh, taken thousands of years to work out in time and space. And you've worked through 40 different authors to give us the, the Bible. And the whole Bible is about your gospel. It's about the way in which you want to bless us. You want to show your, your kindness and your love to us. You've saved us. And we want to understand the rich depth and texture of your word so that, that we are fortified in our faith, that we, we will know beyond a shadow of a doubt, especially on those hard days, uh, that you are our God and you've saved us. You've taken us out of slavery. You've ended our exile and you've promised us a good land. King Jesus, Open our eyes to these your words, written through men through the ages by your Spirit, that we might worship you in spirit and in truth. Glorify yourself, I pray, 
and the gathering of your people and the preaching of your word. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we've been five weeks in the Torah. I think there's going to be an overview here of the Old Testament. Let's go to the next slide. So the, the, the Old Testament in the Hebrew Bible is divided into three categories. You've got the, the Torah, which we know, the first five books of the Bible written by Moses. Then you have the Nevi'im. I'm giving you the Hebrew words because the Torah is a Hebrew word and we all learn that word. The Nevi'im are the prophets. And then that's the second section. And then the third section are the Ketuvim, which are the writings. Now, if you look at the way this is divided, we're going to transition from the Torah now to the Nevi'im. And we want to understand the gospel according to the Nevi'im. The Nevi'im, the prophets, are divided into two halves. You have what are called the former prophets and the latter prophets. Now, former and latter does not have to do with when they were written or the historical period about which they are directed. It is strictly to do with where they fall in the biblical order. So the former prophets come first, and the latter prophets come second. So former prophets first, latter prophets later. The former prophets, we don't often think of them as prophetic books, but they are, and we're going to see why in this sermon series about the gospel and the former prophets. That these were prophetic books, as Duncan said, that these things were written down for us on whom the end of the ages has come. That, that everything that happened in the life and the, the history of Israel and everything that was written down was a reliable historical record, but these things were written down because they were preparing us to understand the gospel. Uh, the, these were shadows and signs and pictures and portents and, and prophecies about what Jesus was going to come and do for us. So the former prophets, there are four books in the Hebrew Bible, which are six books in our Bible because we divide... Samuel into 1st and 2nd Samuel and Kings into 1st and 2nd Kings. But in the Hebrew Bible, the former prophets are the books of Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings. And then in the latter prophets, you have uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and then the 12 minor prophets, which are one book called the Book of the Twelve. Probably because they were all written on one scroll. But actually, there is much to be gleaned if you read all 12 as one book. It changes the way you read them. Uh, and then you get into the, Ketuv the Ketuvim, which are the writings, and they're divided into three sections. not going to go into that, but you'll notice Ruth is tucked in there in the Ketuvim in the writings. So Ruth, she does make it into the Hebrew Bible. It's not just a Christian edition, but Ruth does not find it herself or itself uh, between... Judges and 1 Samuel in the Hebrew Bible. It's put there in the Hebrew Bible because that's where it falls chronologically. Because Ruth happened during the time of the Judges, before 1 Samuel. But you glean much if you could read Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings without that little side trip into Ruth. Who wrote the former prophets? We don't know. These are anonymous books. However, there's good reason to believe that all four of these books, six books in our Bibles, 
were written by one author, one pastoral theologian. And when did this one pastoral theologian write these books? Probably after the destruction of Jerusalem when the people were taken off into exile into Babylon. And, and so I just want you to picture for, your, for yourself for a moment, and, and I know if you don't know much about the history, this might not make a lot of sense, but in 586 B.C., a foreign power, the Babylonians, under the kingship of Nebuchadnezzar, came in, destroyed Jerusalem, just, uh, burned down the temple, killed most of the people, and took a remnant of the richest, most powerful into exile into Babylon. Now, I want you to picture yourself for yourself for a moment. There is a pastor in Jerusalem that cares deeply about his people and about God's history with his people. And so he runs to the temple, and he goes through the scrolls of the temple, and he gathers for himself all of the important historical scrolls that are necessary to, to preserve the history of God's people. He tucks them under his arm, maybe gets a few people to help him, and as he, as one of the literate, one of the, the, the academic, powerful people in Jerusalem is carried off into exile, he takes with him these holy scrolls. While he's in Babylon, he rolls these scrolls out and he says, I need to write why this has happened. Why are we sitting in Babylon? And so what he does is he writes the books of Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings to give a, an authoritative, Holy Spirit-inspired account of Israel's history through this time. And as you read through these books, you see, if you want to know more about this, is it not all written in the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? If you want to know more about this, why don't you refer to the book of Yashar? If you want to know more about this, why don't you read about this in, in, the, in the book of Solomon? And, and so if you read carefully through Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings, the author is citing the, the sources that they, they make up the work of these books. But it really helps if we understand that Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings are written sometime in the 6th century B.C. by a man inspired by the Holy Spirit in Babylon who wants to help the people to understand why they're sitting in Babylon. Babylon. 